Good morning, my wonderful friends. How are you guys? This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. By the time you hear this episode, it is going to be, I was just looking at it, April 21st. All right, you guys. So it's like a month into spring already. It's looking really beautiful outside where I'm at, you guys. And uh, so when the weather's changing, it's getting a little bit warmer out. I know that heat is coming. Lord Jesus, help us all. Anyway, you guys, so today we're gonna be talking about living water. Next week, we're going to be, no, not next week. I can't say that because as you guys know, this podcast is one month in advance. So after Living Water, we're going to be talking about how to hear God's voice. And then I had another one written down called What's Required of You. But I think I talked about that in the wilderness process and I'm going to leave it at that. So once we get through hearing God's voice, we're jumping into Revelation Revamp. I'm pretty excited about that. If you guys are new to the podcast, Revelation Revamp is when I share the biggest insights, revelations I've had in the year prior. So 2020, what are some of the biggest revelations I've had? I will give you 12 of them, one for every month of the year in hopes of you guys gleaning some insight, wisdom, and you know, understanding for your own life. You know, and again, what is wisdom, you guys? Look, look, since I threw that word out there, you know, wisdom is a word that gets thrown out there a lot. Um, which is cool, but you guys, I used to say the word and I had no idea what it meant. That was super frustrating. You know, it was like, okay, you kind of had an idea, but my idea was like, I couldn't even articulate it, honestly. So really, really quick, you guys, when I talk to you about wisdom, gaining wisdom, okay, let me tell you the definition of, of being wise, okay? Being wise is seeing clearly what is right and just, having sound judgment, okay? So having sound judgment concerning one's highest interests and the best means for reaching that end. Okay. Now one's meaning self. So I've talked to you guys about this before. I'll probably do another podcast on it. This is why you need to have a vision. If you don't have a vision, you cannot grow in wisdom period because wisdom all has to do with the vision and you growing yourself as an individual, right? What is the best means? What is the best way you know, what's your highest interest? What's your, right? Uh, what is right and just for you? What is your highest interests? Okay. And what conduct do you need to have? What's the best end? What's the best means to get to the end that you're trying to achieve in your life, right? So wisdom and, and vision, it goes hand in hand, you guys. And so I'm just sharing with you guys, you know, I know what I want to do in my life. I have a vision for my life. I know I'm going to grow in character. I know I want to fulfill the purpose God has for my life. And I really believe this life coaching thing and sharing my insights is definitely part of that. Okay. And so, um, as I've shared with you, I did a live cat, a live coaching series on here where I walked you guys through the process on how to build an identity upon your character and your values and not your circumstances or other people's opinions or your own performance. You guys, I was underneath the burden of that my whole Christian life up until probably about five years ago. Okay. And I have, God has poured so much freedom into my life. I was like, Lord, I can't help but share this and shout it from the rooftops. I was compelled. It was like, it was like a dam that was building up inside of me where I was like, Lord, you need to give me, I need an outlet. I need something. I need a place to put this, you know? And so I started doing Facebook lives. I started doing YouTube videos and then I was getting messages saying, Hey, Ashley, you know, you should do a podcast. And you know, I've been thinking about doing a podcast, but I was super nervous about doing it. I didn't know how to do it. And I made all these excuses and finally I pulled the trigger on it and I absolutely love it, you guys. And so the point of me doing this though, is to give you 
the perspectives, where I was, right? To give you some understanding so you can maybe relate to me and then share with you the tools, the insights, all the goodness that God poured into my life that got me out of that shame hole and brought me to where I'm at now, okay? You know, where I'm walking in my values. I'm walking in freedom, okay? I'm walking in truth. I'm walking in courage. I'm walking in progress, walking in responsibility. You know, those, those are my top five values, okay? As well as, and I also noticed just being consistent is really important to me as well, all right? Being uh, dedicated, being consistent. So, uh, yeah, progress, you know? Anyway, you guys, I wanna, I want so badly for you guys to get this in your head because once you get there, you're gonna have so much freedom and peace. It's gonna change your life from the inside out and you are gonna go, you know, you will go um, as far as the Lord wants you to, right? Lord has big plans for us, plans to prosper us, you guys. We gotta stop thinking really small about the things God has for us. Anyway, I'm gonna, I gotta get on with this podcast. So let's talk about living water today. Before I get into it, let's go ahead and really, let's pray really quick, you guys. And then I wanna share some insights and just things I was thinking about. Um, in terms of living, living water. So let's go ahead and pray and let's jump into this episode. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for your spirit being inside of our hearts. Thank you for being that living water that we need, that refreshing God, that that well that we can just go to and drink from, Lord. Just, oh Lord, what a burden off of us, Lord. Thank you for being our living water. Thank you, Lord, for being our refuge. Thank you for being everything that we need. Lord, you say man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from you. Lord, thank you for feeding our souls and feeding our hearts and feeding our lives and prospering us, God, and blessing us and giving us a vision for our life, Lord. And, you know, just all the things you do. Lord, sustaining us, God, protecting us, Father, supplying for us, Lord. It's amazing the things that you do, Lord. I was reading that scripture this morning, Lord, and it was talking about how, you know, when the world is basically, there's famine going on and all these things, the righteous are gonna have plenty. Lord, it is true and it is amazing. And I just thank you, Lord, that we can have that testimony. And I pray for a continued greater distinction in the lives of your children versus the lives of the people who don't know you, Lord, and that people would be drawn to you through the goodness you pour out on us, Lord. That's why people were drawn to you, Lord. They saw your goodness. They saw your healing power. They saw your provisions. They saw everything that you did and they they flocked towards you, Jesus. So I just pray that our lives would have that same impact on people, that people would be drawn to you, Lord, because in these days, Lord, it seems like there's a lot of people out there who are like repelled by the gospel. Are you kidding me? Jesus, we need your salvation. They need it, Lord. They will not be healed. They will not have anything that they want in their soul. They can have all the material stuff, the whatever, you know, Lord, we see a lot of people out there, Father, but um, we know, Lord, that a lot of that can be artificial at times. And so, you know, Lord, let... I I just pray that people would want you to prosper them. Lord, you prosper people. You make people rich. It's all over in the Bible, Lord. But they would prosper in their soul, Lord, that we we would prosper as our soul prospers, that people would prosper in you because they have a relationship with you in their soul. They have that living water. And then everything else just falls into place, Lord. We are all, we are already rich because you are in us, God. So thank you for this living water. Please, Lord, guide and direct this conversation. Speak through me. Bless my brothers and sisters. Thank you for everyone who shows up every week to listen to this podcast. I pray it continues to grow. I pray it continues to reach people all over the world. And I pray that lives would be transformed and changed, Father, as a result of me sharing these things and that they would integrate these things and they would change people's lives as well, Lord, because every single person listening to this podcast is an instrument of your grace, Lord. And I just pray that they would be more and more bold with sharing the grace and the wisdom and the insight and the knowledge and what you've done for them in the context of their lives. And and, and by them doing that, that other lives would be changed, you'd be glorified. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. Bless this conversation. And we just pray all these things in your holy name. All right, you guys, so let's get into it. 
Um, let's go jump over to John 4 if you guys got some time. If you're if you're in your car, you know, just take a note, maybe read it later on. You know, I hope you're taking time to spend with the Lord every single day. All right? Period. No excuses. I hear it all the time from people that they don't have time. Yes, you do. Why don't you have time to be with somebody you love? Okay, let's just let's just kick that in the backside really, really quick. I don't understand how you can say you love somebody and not spend time with them. Jesus already said, there's going to be a group of people that says, depart from me. I never knew you. You know, do you, do, does the Lord know you? Do you let the Lord know you? Do you spend time with him? You know, and if you're feeling all stressed, go, go eat, go eat from the table, right? What, drop the excuses. You know what I'm saying? Isn't it a miracle that you're already on this earth and how you even got here? Did you ask to be here? Come on. Nobody asked to be here. And all of a sudden we're sitting here. Here we are living on this earth that spins in the sky, all this kind of stuff that we don't understand. You know, learning to take time with the one who gives us time to be on this earth and do all the things that you do that keep you so busy that you ain't even got time for him. Well, be disciplined, right? Get up, get up earlier if you got to. Discipline yourself. You know what I'm saying? God, God is, God's gotta be the head, not the tail, baby. Nobody wants to be the tail, right? People who are tails are slaves. <laughs> you know, it talks about that in the Bible too. What Deuteronomy, be the head, not the tail, right? The borrowers are slaves to the lenders, right? We don't want to be slaves, right? We want to be, um, the, we want to be ruling and subduing like the Lord told us to, but you can't rule and subdue apart from the one who gave you the, the command to do it, right? You didn't create yourself. Anyway, let's jump into this thing. It's already been almost 10 minutes. That's almost like a podcast right there. Okay, you guys, so over here at John 4, right, the Lord meets with the Samaritan woman. And I've talked to you guys about this before, but I'm just going to walk you through my notes. All right, really, really quick. So you guys, take some time to read John chapter 4. Ask the Lord to give you some insight in the context of your own life. If you're not asking the Lord to feed you and water you, why? I don't know. You got you got, to, you got to really ponder that, you know? So anyway, check this out. So he, he uh, goes to the well. I'll just go ahead. I got, I got to read some scripture so I can give you all some context really fast. It says, now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. Um, so he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had gone to Samaria. Um, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground. Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus tired as he was from his journey sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Will never, will never, I'm sorry you guys. The water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, 
give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to get draw water. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. So, first of all, I love here at verse 10, he goes, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water, right? So do you know the gift of God? I want you to ask yourself some questions, you guys. Do you know you have access to living water? Do you know the gift of God, this living water that he is saying, everyone, right? Everyone who drinks this water, right? The water in the well, that physical, right? Will be thirsty. But the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Have you tapped into that spring, right? And we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk more about what that, what I've come to realize what that is. So she goes, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Where where can you get this living water, right? She's thinking physical because she's like, hey, hold up. You know, I, wait a minute. If I knew the gift of God, she, he would give me water. I'd never be thirsty again. Like, wait a minute. You have nothing to draw with. You're asking me for a drink. How are, how are you going to give me a drink, right? She's like, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to come to help. Uh, well, oh, sorry. And have to keep coming here to draw water, Right? Cause he's like, he asked, he told her straight up. If you knew, you would have asked him, right? So now he puts her in a position where she has to ask, oh Lord, that could be another podcast. Are you asking? You better start asking you guys. We gotta ask God for everything. That's another podcast. I'm gonna just keep going here. So check this out. She's like, sir, give me this water. So then he, what does he say to her next? He goes, go call your husband and come back. That was the deep, right? The deep. Go call your husband and come back. He says that to her right after she says that. I have no husband, she she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. And what you have just said is quite true. So what was the deep, y'all? The area of your greatest condemnation. That is where you need water. Right? Think about the shame that this woman carried, you know, from having many husbands, adultery. That was actually something back in the day that was seen as wrong. These days, I don't even know if people even have a standard anymore in their marriages and relationships. You know, it's like, it just seems like you can sleep with whoever, you can do whatever, it's fine, just do you, right? You can do whatever you want. Heck, change your gender too while you're at it. And ooh, I just went there, but I'm just being for real, you guys. Nobody's content in any type of permanency of anything. You know, it's like, oh, no, we got to change it to feel better and whatever that we'll talk about that another time. I'm not hating on anybody who's went down that road, because frankly, I don't know who listens to this podcast. I'm just being straight up. You know, Um, why do you feel the need to, uh, you know, change something that you were born with this permanency? Right. What what, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. You know, what are you you looking to do? You know, we got to start thinking about why we make the decisions that we make. What are we trying to accomplish? What do we need? right? What means are we using? Again, that goes back to wisdom, right? You know, what means are we using? But anyway, so what is the water? Okay. You asking for what Jesus came to give, right? Jesus came to give life, acknowledgement, 
Acknowledgement of you as a person, despite the way people treat you based upon their knowledge, right? Think about this woman. They treated her all kind of way. I mean, I, I don't know too much of the history about it, but there was a well that she had to go to, and I guess supposedly it's pretty far, and you know, I guess they only left certain times of the day or whatever because of all the shame. But Jesus acknowledged her that she was still a human being, right? And that she, he, he knew her deepest shame. And he says, what you say is quite true. That's, that's amazing to be in the presence of somebody who acknowledges you as a person and doesn't use what other people use to condemn you or judge you, right? And I'll do another podcast talking about the difference between um, accepting someone as a person versus people's behavior, right? We'll, we'll get into that another time. But, you know, just realizing that the Lord came to acknowledge us as people, despite the way we get treated based upon the knowledge people have of us. Think about all this shame that people carry because, uh, you know, where does shame come from? And I've talked about this before, right? Shame comes from you transgressing against a law or a standard, right? That's exactly what Adam and Eve felt when they transgressed against the law of God. So it's a natural human emotion that we all feel when you've transgressed against rules that have been established, whether it be from God or other people in your home, workplace, right? Insert here, wherever the social rules are that you feel like you got to follow, right? To, uh, you know, kind of fit in or whatnot. But the Lord just came to acknowledge us as being humans, right? Without condemnation or judgment. The Lord's really, really good about, you know, asking you questions and, and helping you kind of, you know, understand. But anyway, so she asked, right, Lord, she said, Lord, give me this water. She had no idea where he was going with it, right? Lord, give me this water. And he goes, go call your husband. What? Wow. That you could expose yourself to him in such a way. And he would say, yeah, what you say is quite true. You just being able to be in the space of acknowledging the truth of yourself in the presence of God is going to change you. People worry so much about, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. No, you don't. You just got to be real and honest. I was talking to my husband about this yesterday. A lot of times people, you know, they know the shame of their life. So they, they perform a certain way. They act a certain way. But all that acting is doing is lying. If you can't acknowledge, you know, what you say is quite true in the areas where you have the most condemnation, shame, blame, judgment, either on yourself or from other people, if you don't acknowledge that, but then you try to go ahead and just work your way around it, you're living a lie. Why don't you just, why don't you just acknowledge, right, where you're at? You can't do it. You can't change yourself apart from God anyway. You don't have the wisdom or knowledge or revelation or else you wouldn't be running that rat race trying to, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that so people don't like see me in this light. Like you have so much power to change someone's perspective of you. Why don't you just be you and be honest? You know, talk, talk to the Lord, let him ask him for water, you know, and pay attention to the questions that come to your mind. And we'll talk about that on another podcast when we're talking about hearing God's voice. So she asked, right, give me this water. And then he acknowledged the Lord told her everything she ever did that was her testimony she was thirsty that's amazing right she didn't know that that was going to quench her thirst by her just being able to be like wow he told me everything i ever did and he didn't judge her shame or condemn me matter of fact he did give her that living water because she dropped her her water bucket and she ran off she wasn't even she was satisfied right 
because of that dynamic that he brought to her. It's so, it's so beautiful, you guys. It's amazing. And check this out, too. Check this out. You guys, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, too. This kind of tripped me out. She was thirsty. Jesus was hungry in the beginning, right? Says that he was tired. His disciples went to buy food, right? They went to go get food for him. So then check this out. The disciples come back, all right? And they're like, you know, hey, what's what's up, man? He goes, uh, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? Like, wait a second, we went to go get him food. He was hungry, he was tired, and, and now he's talking about, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. So what, someone brought him food? He goes, no, 34. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. When Jesus met with that woman and gave her what she needed like that and, and, and went to the deep with her, that fed him and that gave her water. It's, it's a beautiful picture, right? Jesus was hungry. She was thirsty. Jesus was hungry. Both were satisfied. That is, that's a beautiful thing. Jesus Christ was in a human body, just like we are. And the will that the Lord had for him to do the will of him who sent me, that became his food. That was his sustenance. That's what he lived for. And when he was doing that thing that the Lord called him to do, right? Redeem souls. It fed him. And your purpose will feed you as well. All right. When you do the will of him, of him who sent you, when you start asking the Lord these questions, when you figure out the shame who he pulled you out of, when you start shining your light in this world, boom, you're going to get fed, man. Your own purpose, your own will, the Lord has put in you, will feed you. All right. So let's move on a little bit, you guys. Um, see if I got anything else to share with you. So your food is to do the will of him who sent you to finish his work. Your water is him knowing your deepest shame and it being acknowledged without condemnation and judgment. That is water. That is amazing. And, and don't you not need that every single day? I mean, come on, the Lord said some really hard things that some of the disciples walked off, right? Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. What's his flesh? It's his revelation. It's the things he speaks to you about. We'll, get, we'll talk about that next time, right? What's his blood? It's his forgiveness, right? You know, soaking in that, soaking in the, the like I said, the revelation that he brings. You know, so let's talk about worship really quick. What is worship? Because as, as it goes on, uh, as he was talking to the woman before she ran off, right? When she got her thirst quenched, he goes, woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him, must worship in the spirit and in truth. All right, so let's break that down, you guys. What's worship? Bow in reverence, right? Whatever you give attention to, right? Whatever you magnify in your life, whatever you make bigger is what you worship, right? It could be your problems or it could be God. <laughs> you know, and I just listened to a sermon talking about that. That's why it kind of popped in my mind. But uh, worship. I looked up the Hebrew definition and it's bow in, bow in reverence. It's a physical posture. And I think that physical posture of someone bowing with their face to the ground is supposed to be that inner spirit within a man that has surrendered themselves to the Lord, right? It's bowing you know, beneath him in terms of, Lord, 
you're over me. You know what's right. I don't. You know everything. I don't. It's the acknowledgement of you being human and knowing your limitations in relationship to a God who knows everything, right? Being humble, being in reverence. And sometimes it's good for you to literally get on your face before God because it puts you in that physical posture that should be reminding you spiritually of how it should be with the Lord in terms of your thoughts, because sometimes your thoughts, they want to exalt themselves against God, right? And what to talk about in second Corinthians four, breaking down those strongholds, right? The Lord says, take every thought captive. So when you physically get on your face before the Lord, it should be reminding you to be living in submission to him, living underneath his words, acknowledging your limitations before him, right? So being in worship, bowing physically before the Lord, and then within yourself, realizing you need to be bowing as well, right? Bowing in your thoughts and in your heart towards him and understanding that there is a battle going on. There is an enemy out there, right? And remembering if the Lord told you to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, boom, that's what you're going to do. And we'll, we'll do another podcast talking about that. But anyway, so worship, bowing in reverence, spirit, what a spirit. You guys, I did a podcast on this. Spirit is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. What's truth? Truth is reality. So when you worship God, right, you are literally, to worship God is to take your thoughts, your emotions, and your will, right? And surrender that to him and, and walk in, in the reality of the truth, the truth of who you are and who he is, right? Like the woman did. She ignored the truth of her life, right? She's had five husbands, you know, she said all this stuff. Well, she did kind of skirt around it a little bit, right? You know, she goes, I have no husband. He goes, you're all right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you've said is quite true, right? So the truth, being able to acknowledge the truth of your life, right? God has a lot of things that he says. Can you acknowledge the truth of what he says in the context of your own life, right? About you. If the Lord says he's come to save sinners, he's come to redeem. Can you acknowledge the fact that you need that, right? In your spirit, in your thoughts, your emotions, and your will, right? Can you worship God in that way and walk in the truth? The truth of where you're at and what you need from him. And then the and then walking in the truth of, wow, you know what? The Lord is faithful in what he says he's going to do. Because once you acknowledge the truth of your life, it's going to change you like it did this woman, right? Now you become a testimony. And that's that's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother way, right, of living. You live from being in the truth of, okay, you know, this condemnation, this shame, these things that I acknowledge. But then the Lord meets you in that place. He draws you out of that shame. Now you become a testimony. Now you become a witness to the words that God has spoken, right? That, Cause that's going to be your new truth. Your truth of living in the shame hole is now going to be the truth of, you know, showing the glory of God on this earth, right? By how he has changed you and transformed you and healed you and redeemed you and loved you and, you know, did all those things that you needed. He fed you, right? He feeds, he feeds you physically, right? Y'all, hopefully y'all, I, if you're a Christian, I know you got food on the table. All right. Seriously. <laughs> you know, the Lord takes care of his people, right? You're taken care of, but then you also need to be fed spiritually in your emotions, your, your, in your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. Right. And then that's how you're going to develop wisdom too. But we already talked about that. And really, really quick, you guys, let's jump over to Hebrews six, because I've only got a few minutes left and I just want to touch on this really fast before I get off this podcast. Um, you know, about this living water, right? Know him knowing your deepest shame. 
and it being acknowledged without condemnation and judgment, right? So let's go over to Hebrews 6. It says, land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. The land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless as in, a da- and is in danger of being cursed in the end it will be burned. Okay, so are you, your, your heart is land, okay? And are you drinking in the rain often? Is this living water, you know, welling up inside of you into eternal life? Jesus said in John 17, that eternal life was knowing him. Are you knowing him in the relationship to who he says he is? He goes, I'm a merciful God. I'm compassionate. I'm faithful. I'm trustworthy. Are you knowing him in that way? Is that your no, is that your new truth now? Like, you know, you acknowledge the truth of your life before you knew the Lord in that way or acknowledged him. And now you have acknowledged the truth of him and what you needed from him. And now that's your new testimony. That's your new truth. You're worshiping God in spirit and truth, right? And you're drinking in the water often, right? You know, and, and the water, the, the, the water the Lord gives, right? By accepting you and loving you, no, you know, all the time, right? The revelation he brings that, that are, are you drinking that in, right? Constantly every day. Cause it says land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless. The only time you really see landscapes that have a lot of thorns and thistles, think of cactuses. I think of a desert, low water, right? There's different kinds of plants that grow in different environments. But we're supposed to have living water flowing in our hearts, you guys. Having this kind of relationship with the Lord where he meets with us, we meet with him, and he knows us. And he, and we can acknowledge that, you know, and then he changes us, right? Now all of a sudden our testimony of like, wow, he told me everything I ever did. So anyway, you guys, I just want to share that with you today, this living water. Um, I hope you guys got some value out of this. This podcast is over in like 10 seconds, but... You guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome rest of the week. Please don't forget to leave a review, share it, you guys. I look forward to seeing you next week and hope you have an awesome rest of the day.